hey, 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 awesome. hey, hey. What is up? What is good? How you living? How you feeling? The band is back together. Josh is in the middle. We are here. It's episode 157. Sims got a Miami tan, and we're still on our Levitard. Ooh, it's Stu got tan. I don't know why. I was not outside. You got makeup. Well, he's I got a, a glow. Yeah, he's glowing. Oh, I do have a glow. You, you've always said I've had an inner glow, though. Yeah. Well, today it's outer. Josh, <laughs> have you missed us? Did you miss us yesterday? I did. I did miss you guys yesterday. Did you enjoy it's seeing a- us on a Levitard? I and did. Seeing it was it was hilarious. I actually have a question for you. Yeah, sure. What have Erica's parents been saying about the podcast lately? Have you had any conversations? Has no. the dad been I, saying uh, anything? I haven't heard anything in the last no? week or so, so they might not have listened to episode 156 yet. Okay. I'll was... ask them this weekend. Actually, I'll wait and see if they say anything. Because uh, yeah, was... if they're listening, they should know that this conversation's happening. You're exactly right. So don't, <laughs> yes, they'll stop put the pressure on. Anyway, back to Levitard yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what did you all... think? Did you like it? I loved it. It was awesome. The fact that you became part of the show yesterday, to the point, did you see the picture of him where it said the new Stu Gatz? I did not see that. Uh, yeah. no. well, let me, it's his new Twitter profile picture today. There's, the, the, the video is this. This is right. the, it, To me, it's my shining moment. Right. Sims goes on, number One four. shining moment. He says, Tom Brady's number four. They all lose their minds. What happens is, Sims, I'm on camera for 12 seconds, right. smiling like that, and it just says, the new Stu got. <laughs> And the true thing is, is you saying Tom Brady number four, right. it was, I felt like I, it was like seeing my child walk for the first time on ESPN. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, let them know what we do, Sims. Tell them the truth. I thought, uh, it was, how great are those people? They're though? as good as they get. I mean, they're just awesome The whole dudes, Levitard fun, community. Yes. The fans too. Yes. I want to say this though, uh, you know, when you meet your, I don't want to say they're my hero because they're not my hero, but like you meet celebrities or stars or whatever, and they always disappoint. It was really the first time in a long time where I felt like they exceeded my expectations. A hundred percent. I didn't have any expectations going in, but they're like kind and the way they made us feel at home to the point where you were like, man, they're like too kind. This is crazy. Like I felt how like nice we were using them. Yeah, almost, right, right. Which it really we kind did. of were. But, but, no, but they were amazing. Well, they used me too, so we're even. Yes. There's that. I was just going to say when Lebetard on the podcast yesterday talked about how he never had any interest in being a national guy, that he always just wanted to be a Miami dude. Yes. That is the Miami dude mindset. He's not it, he does not come off like he is a famous person or a celebrity. No, not, not at, at all. all. He just sounds like a guy that loves what he does and does his radio show. Hey, Stimus, can I get my computer up? Yep. I mean, smart as hell, outside the box thinker. To watch them orchestrate that show. Yep. And It's a zoo, bro. It's a zoo. But it's, it's seven it, minds working is. at the it's same time. It's orchestrated in this organized chaos that they seem to figure out exactly what they want to do just a segment before. Like, they know, we kind of want to talk about this. But then how do we make it better? Or how do we tease? Oh, man. Oh. Sorry. Free agency you are Stu Gatz. You are Stu Gatz. Well, you're talking about the Miami. Yeah. We got news right now. We you heard it a little bit before. Pouncey wanted to be released. It's cut. It's not. It's Mike Pouncey. Oh, it's the Dolphins. The Pouncey. Dolphins requesting a release for Miami, and the team is expected to grant it. We have so much free agency news to get to today, but I will continue to jump in. We have apparently rumors that Jordy Nelson to the Raiders, but Mike Pouncey wants a release. I just. Are you now doubting Adam Gase a little bit? People are trying to leave. Well, a little. I mean, man, Pouncey's a good player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Now, listen, the Pounceys are not choir boys. We know that. So maybe he doesn't want to deal with that. I don't know. To me, when I also hear things like that, you know, we don't know that full story yet. Like, did they ask him to maybe renegotiate the contract? For and sure. he said that? Or does his agent know there's another team out there that uh, already, like, are the New England Patriots, or, you know, somebody out there? Plus, I'm just saying. 
Pouncey hitting the free agency market with not a lot of good offensive linemen, having just seen the contract Weston Richburg got and Andrew Norwell. Right. There's money to be made, and maybe he doesn't want to play down there. Right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, It is episode 157. Truth be told, this is probably episode 557. Uh, You just get me. We did have that. We did have that conversation the other day. You weren't there for it of why we only count episodes that we do on Wednesdays. Right. No idea. This is the mothership episode. It it feels like the, it's the, the mothership. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Okay. Byron Hunt. You have him on your list? I know. He was an old Giants linebacker. Of course you don't know him. I honestly started to look through old Giants teams. I'm always gonna come up with somebody yeah, from know. the old Giants. Uh other fifty sevens. Josh Bynes, right? Um the old Detroit Arizona Cardinals linebacker. Nope. I don't got him. Bynes, you don't have him? No. Who man. else you got? Gosh, who is it? Oh, man. Um, our man Alexander up in Buffalo. Yes, Lorenzo Alexander. Um, one of the Okafors. Was yes, it Alex Okafor. Thank you. For the Saints. One of those Texas Okafors. Yep. Uh, gosh, another 57. You've been better lately. This is I'm good. I'm getting better? Yeah. Any, am I missing any obvious ones? Three guys you probably don't know. Jatavis Brown, Keenan Robinson, Vincent Ray. I mean, you know them, but yeah. not 57. C.J. Mosley, ah, 57. That's a bad one. I shouldn't uh, miss that. Three guys that are young and have, you know, we're going to see about their future. Eli Harold, okay. Noah Spence. And Demarcus Walker from the Broncos. Uh, some all-timer guys for me and Eagles. Chris Gokong rocked a 57. Uh, Steve Nelson played on the Patriots. Was a three-time Pro Bowler. Shout out to Steven Nelson. Steve hey, Nelson. what up, our Steven Nelson? Uh, Ricky Jackson, Hall of Fame linebacker, defensive oh, end for the Saints. Damn, watched uh, him hit my dad a lot over the years. Another Miami guy, Dwight Stevenson, offensive lineman for Miami. Played seven seasons but went to the Hall of Fame. Another short career but huge Gosh, impact. Right, And from Louisville. Tom Jackson. Oh, big Tom. Tom Jackson. Last ESPN. game he ever played was Super Bowl twenty one against my father. Center Olin Krutz, oh, War 57. Another good one. And then three really good linebackers, Mo Lewis, Bart Scott, and Clay Matthews, all rocked 57. Yep. Man. Um, Damn. I can't so believe I forgot some of those. Before we get to all the free agency news, the one thing that happened with your list, we put out your top five, yeah. and it's probably the most commented post on our Instagram, and it's one of the most on Bleach Report's Instagram, because it's different. Right. Number one, you had, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Russell Wilson. Number three, Carson Wentz. Number four, Tom Brady. And number five, Matt Stafford. Right. The number one comment that we are getting Where's Drew Brees? Which I'm Drew- so surprised by that, that it was Brees. Why? Let me hear Josh. Why are you surprised by I that? I just thought that the number one thing we were going to hear from people was Brady Wentz. But right. I felt it was overwhelming Brees. The number one was Brees. There were some Roethlisbergers, but he was eight. Where did you have Brees? Brees, I think I had him at ten, exactly. Number ten. Yes. He is easily the most... We, he is... Other than Blake Bortles, I think now people are coming aligned to that. People do not see what you see with Drew Brees. Yeah. Okay. Why do you not have him in the top five? Let's just discuss that now. Yeah, sure. I mean, Drew Brees, again, I'm going to just qualify my statement here. He's awesome. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. Um, now, do I think he's as good as some of those guys in front of him at this point in his life? No, I don't. I, I think those other guys, again, we can't. We, we got to stop taking the team with the quarterback and the system with the quarterback and the coach with the quarterback and thinking it's the same thing. I'm just evaluating the player, okay? I don't look at the stats or, you Are know. Are you saying if we were to do a pickup game right. and all the quarterbacks were in a line, you'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Drew Brees? Yes. At this point. This was a yeah, list of, course, of yeah. right 2017 now. 
how they performed last season looking ahead to next no, season. No yes. doubt about it. Again, Drew Brees, that offense lends itself to numbers all the time. So you can't always look at numbers alone. And it's a great offensive line. It's a great run game. And, oh, yeah, it's one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of the sport. Right. So with all those things, again, this is an awesome football player. But am I going to say that he's better than Cam or Big Ben or Stafford at this point? No. He could if you if the roles were reversed and he had to go up to Detroit, hey, but Detroit Detroit would be worse than what they are. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel about it. I Maybe like, I'm I wrong. like the team swap. You know, if yes. you put Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers situation with those wide receivers in a simple passing game, he's gonna go, Oh my gosh, he's like, dead meat. He's gonna go, yeah. I mean he's gonna go, well, what do I do? do? I just I guess I have to throw to covered people all game long. There are four guys in the NFL right. that I think are up against it because their offensive coordinators are so good that sometimes it's hard to separate sure. them from the coach. Sure. And it's whoever is playing quarterback for Josh McDaniels, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean Payton. Right. Those are the four best offensive minds. There's a lot of other good ones. Yeah. Those are the four best. No doubt. And you just go, they're put in situations to succeed. Right. And if Carson Wentz had Josh McDaniels, Holy crap. Right. It's, I was there for the Super Bowl. I saw how open Chris Hogan was. Right. I saw how open those exactly guys were. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and again, it's not an indictment on Brady. He no. hit every throw that was there available to him. And he I was can't, amazing. Exactly right. Number three is not, number four is not bad. But I am big on this standpoint. I think this might clear it up for people. I'm big on what do you do when the play is not perfect? Okay? That's what I'm big on. That's, that's, that's where a quarterback makes his money. I mean... Most of the quarterbacks in football can drop back and throw to the first guy wide open that Josh McDaniels or or, or Kyle Shanahan or McVay or, Pay, or Sean Payton, the play they design that they've looked all week at and yes. studied bar, almost every quarterback can go, oh, I can run that play. You're going to get him wide open 10 yards over the middle? No problem. You earn your money when there's nothing there. The coach is wrong or we're being physically outplayed by another team. And those are the things that I see – that the guys in front of Breeze are better at at this yeah. point. And it's not a knock on Breeze. He's a little older. He needs a system and a team around him. Again, this is Drew Breeze, and we're going off of last year, but I, I've never seen people stick up for a quarterback who's only been to the playoffs twice in the last like six years. But but nobody wants to talk about that. So I, I'm not, and I, I, I'm not going to blame him for that because I know course. the team wasn't that great around yes. him. But you can't then again tell me he's great because the team was good this year and now yeah. he's a top five quarterback. I mean, I was downstairs defending Russell Wilson. People are like I can't believe he's in the top five, and I'm like, I if you can't see what Russell Wilson has, then we can't talk. Did they because watch you're the Eagles not game on no, Monday I, night this I, year? This is my new philosophy. Yeah. My new philosophy is people are Instagram first, yeah. NFL later. Uh-huh. They watch the games and they say they're watching. Watching the game, but they're talking to their friends and they're looking at social media, and then they hear touchdown breeze. And they go, Man, Drew Brees is the best. Yeah. And then they look back down and they're not looking at anything else. I think you're totally right. And you know right. what? You have the right to do that. Yeah. We'll watch for you. Right. Just and we'll look. tell you who's good. I am. Go ahead. What do you want to say? I just yeah. wanted yeah. to say. Sims got so excited. Josh wanted to talk. <laughs> I also just wanted to say the gun to your head list yeah. that Stu Gotts referenced yesterday, right. in my mind, is a totally different list. If it's a gun to your head, 
That's one a drive, clutch gene. Yeah, one drive to win the game. Sure. Tom Brady. Okay, great. I get that. But this is, we're building a team here. What quarterback do we want to have right on our now. team? For this yes. season. For this right. season. Yeah. And, and for everybody out there, like, I'm, I truly try to go into this and evaluate it. Like, like Lefko was just saying, you guys wa- watch it, have fun. I've been taught the sport by some really smart people. I've been around it. And I'm not trying to stand on my high horse. I'm truly trying to just tell you honestly through my evaluation what yeah. I think. And am I wrong? Is Drew Brees three spots ahead of that? I don't know. Bill Belichick might go, no, Chris Sims is wrong. He's the number six quarterback or whatever. I understand that. I'm not uh, saying I'm right on. on yeah, let's get Bill. I don't apparently, think he's really a better list. Hey, Steinmetz, get Bill on the line here. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Belichick. Uh, speaking of Drew Brees, uh, I want to start off with free agency. <laughs> Sims is so excited that I spoke. Did I you was. see his face? I'm, right? yeah, yeah, I'm right. excited that he's excited. All right, I'm so, done. So it's a big round. Yeah, maybe I'll stay around for a little longer this good, podcast. Good. No. I want to start off with the podcast talking about where the quarterbacks went. And we'll talk about what those teams did. But I think a lot of this free agency was defined early on by where are the quarterbacks going to go. Drew Brees stuck around, goes to the Saints. By the way, they also signed Tom Savage. Are you? Are you? Are you? Saints, he's getting a two-year, $50 million deal, 27 guaranteed. So it's pretty much a one-year deal, and we'll see what happens next year. Right. But they're going for the title again. They're going for it. See what they can do. Which they should. Yes. And yes. No, no, what were you saying? No, I mean, it just it's what I, the deal I expected. And it's I give Drew Brees like, a lot of respect for not holding their feet to the fire, going, I need $30 because Kirk Cousins got this. When I saw Zach Streif Strife right. retirement ceremony, right. he was crying and talking about how incredible Drew Brees was. Right. The one I will say about the list, if you're talking about just picking a guy out of a lineup and we're doing a backyard football, right. Breeze and Brady are going to have instant respect, and they're going to organize these guys. And that's maybe not something you see on film. Right. But I know Breeze is a big lifter. He's a locker room changer. Definitely. He's another coach out there. No doubt. And I, I, I think he deserves that respect, Yeah. but that wasn't what we were talking about. I just wanted to get that out there because yeah, yeah, I don't no. want people to think we're disrespecting Drew. We're not. He's I'm, an please. all-time leader. Yes, I'm not disrespecting. What he's doing at his age is still, I mean, his arm really hasn't declined. He never had a great arm, but it hasn't really declined. And then the fact that he can still move around and make yeah. plays a little bit, it's it's phenomenal. It's like when Usain Bolt turns 40. He's still Usain Bolt, right? I bet you he's still fast. But at 40, we're not going to go, why doesn't he get out there and beat these dudes in the Olympics? Right. It's like, no, because they're 23 and he's 40. Is he faster than us? Yes. Is he still really good? Is what he's doing at 40 amazing? Right. But he ain't going out there with this new 23-year-old whiz kid. Right. That's evolution. Right. Does, 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 like, this is, I think Russell Wilson's the perfect okay. example of like if trying to prove our point. If we, if we sat down with our audience, I think, and watched the Seattle Seahawks game. Russell Wilson, the answer is always, you just need to watch him. Yes. If we watched the film with us and we got to sit there and watch it, and they'd go, oh my gosh, they would realize what a disaster the offense is, yeah. how he never has blocking. Yeah. And it, so my question, and my question I throw out, do people think that Drew Brees could survive in that offense? I think they do. I know. Is, that's what I'm trying to like. That's what I, I I'm trying to beat I would people look over at the, the head opposite. with that. Yeah. I, w- I would want to show them Saints film and show how open guys are, and sure. then Seahawks film and show how not open, and then also time in the pocket. Right. People don't realize the Saints had one of the top two offensive lines in the NFL last yeah. year. I mean, it's the number one, number one rushing attack in the sport. All right. right. Uh, we've done enough on him. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> number one guy going to the Vikings. Uh, they also traded for Trevor Simeon in Minnesota. Good trade. But three years, eighty-four million. All guaranteed. We are the Players Podcast. We have been wanting different contracts like this for years. Yeah. What did Kirk just do for the future? You want me to get my take on this one first? Please do. No, I'm kidding. You go first. You got this. I I mean, he's... um, 
he's breaking barriers for players. I mean, he really is. He's going to be, in a lot of ways, I think, when the history is all said and done, Kirk Cousins is going to be a little bit remembered for being one of the first ones to attack free agency as a player. Like a as pioneer. As man. Right. He is. He's going to be the, one of the first ones to uh, talked about in that conversation. Three years, $84 million. Again, it seems like a lot of money for a guy that, yeah, certainly I don't think he's one of the five best quarterbacks or ten best quarterbacks. But again, I'll say this, okay, the rate for starting quarterbacks in football, I mean, we're seeing Case Keenum, he got $18 million a year. That's right. a, He's considered a low level. Sam Bradford's bone on bone. He's getting twenty million a year, so and he's getting twenty eight. Right, Kirk getting twenty eight. So it, don't be mad. And again, I don't know what it is, but the ninth guy on the bench in basketball is allowed to make twenty million dollars. But starting quarterbacks in football or any football player is not allowed to make money. It's and it because me crazy. it's because of one phrase. Kirk Cousins is now the highest paid player in the NFL. And every football fan, and they'd be right, yeah. goes, he's not the best no. in the NFL. No. And there's a disconnect because in the NBA, only the true elite guys mm-hmm. are getting the most. And it's that title. And I think, you know, people look at Kirk Cousins and they're like, maybe if I tried harder in high school football, I could have done that. Oh, he studies really hard. I should have studied harder. I think it's because he's attainable. They, people look at Cam Newton and they go, I never could do that. No, yeah, they I could never be go, that I person. never could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look at Kirk Cousins and they go, he looks like Johnny Average White guy. I think I could have done that if I was just a little more dedicated and didn't hit the uh, the beer funnel so hard senior year I think year in high I was school. behind <laughs> that guy at Subway two days ago. Like, that's Kirk Cousins. I, I, but I, more I, props I to him. Yes, more props to him. And again, you can't look at it that way with the NFL. The way the rules are set up with free agency and the cap and all that, we need guys to always go, yes. he's the new highest paid. That's the only way the players are going to continue to get money. I mean, but, look at Aaron Donald right now. Aaron Donald is the best player on the defensive side of football. And we're going, eh. Wait, did you just say that for real? Yeah. I mean, he's certainly up in that conversation. Okay. Yeah. But you've never you made think, a number you think about one. that real well, quick? I mean, it, it's, it's a beauty Fletcher in the Cox. eye of the beholder, right? All right. I are would go with Fletcher. Fletcher would be my first pick at D-tackle. All right. Are we okay. about to start a new list? I was going to say, are we about to do a new list here? That's <laughs> but great. But regardless, you got to – I just – again, the old saying, like, it's the only profession in the world. Hey, you're the best at what you do, but we're not going to pay you for the best at what you do until you're declining, and then we're going to find a way to fuck you over. And it was past five minutes. And we'll find a way to – that was great. Now, like, you. now you're fucking frazzled. <laughs> uh, how much closer are the Vikings to a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins instead of Case Keenum? Um, not a ton more. Wow. <laughs> so then what about the Broncos getting Case Keenum for literally more than half the price? Yeah, I mean, it's it's good business by the Broncos. I think it tells you the Broncos, too, are going to, for my money, it tells me that they're out of the quarterback conversation at number five in the draft. Because, what well, I mean, really? You it's got only Pat- a two-year deal. I know. So it is. It's a two-year deal. I get that. But you you still Keenum, got- Paxton Lynch. Right. And you got the kid that they think's talented, too, there, Chad Kelly. I mean, they, they right. think Chad has big-time talent. So all that together, and then the fact that we know this team is closer than their record appeared last year. They were pretty, yeah. I mean, they the fell apart. The record fell apart, but Eagles how many game. games were we going, man, they're kind of dominating the game physically, but there's a block fumble, I mean, a fumble on a punt returner. Simeon threw a dumb interception. They ended up yeah, losing the I game. I don't know, though. They, they lose Tlaib. They lose a bunch of guys. They did just restructure. They still have Chris Harris Jr. They still have another yeah. first-round corner who's very Bradley good. Roby. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, they have the Simmons kid at safety. They, they got brought Von back Todd Miller. Davis, and they just restructured Von Miller 
props to Vaughn getting 16 base, getting immediately signing bonus. Good I love it. when players get immediate cash. It's awesome. Are they going to be in the Adamican Sioux sweepstakes? We're going to get to that in a little bit. Okay. Sam Bradford to the Cardinals. Yeah. One year, $20 million, 15 guaranteed. He's made now like over $130 million. Is he the answer for the Cardinals? Are they making the right move, investing as him as the guy? I think they're stuck in a spot. Where they're stuck in, I think they want to draft a quarterback, but where they are in the draft, what are they like? Pick number twelve. I got to look. Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, I I think they're stuck in that spot to go. Damn, we might get left out in the cold and not get a quarterback in the draft. That Bills might trade up. Exactly right. I mean, the Bills it's setting up for that, at least in my mind. So you look at that, and then they go, okay, well we'll get Bradford because he's got talent. Okay, he does have talent, and that's why everyone out there for the people go, man, he gets paid for doing a lot of nothing. I understand that it has not been a great career, and he's got. Pick 15, right. Correct. So that's no man's land for this year in the quarterback really draft. Is. And I think, you know, but Bradford, when you watch the film from two years ago against the Minnesota, when he was on the Minnesota Vikings and played the whole year, he threw 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. Yeah. He's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in football. Highest quarterback percentage in the history of the NFL for that season. Right, the completion percentage. Yes. Right. The year before that, even he was though good on the he, Eagles. he was, he was good. So Quarterback see coaches that. and OCs leave Sam Bradford and go, I'd, I'd coach him again. Yes. He's so well respected well, in the league. And you, when you see him on the field, this is the one thing that everybody always says it to lo- you. It looks like a good ball. I mean, it's and it's a lot. It's a lot stronger arm than than TV does it justice yeah. to. So I think he wows people, and then the word gets out, and then there's a film to go along along with it. And Arizona's probably watched him in warmups before, yeah. and they were like, "Damn, he can really throw it." So they bring him there, and then they bring a great insurance policy with Glennon behind him yes. because Bradford is an injury hazard. We know that. Uh, they've also signed Andre Smith, but they also cut Honey Badger. Yeah. This looked like the future of the Cardinals mm-hmm. back when Todd Bowles was the DC. We're going to go multiple safeties. We're going to be really hard to game plan against. Tyron Matthew on the open market. Yeah, where are we thinking? What do you want? Where do you want him to go? Uh, How good is he still? Yeah, Jordan's. I mean, all right. So I'll, let's start with that. How good is he still? Yeah. I don't think he's worth the the price tag he was going to get in Arizona since he hurt his knee that second time in the Philadelphia, in Philadelphia game. Right, it just on, it was a Monday night game. That right? was awful. Monday he, or Thursday. He has not been as good since then. He is not. Now, this will be year two coming up after that injury, sure. so maybe he gets back to his normal self. But I can tell you from watching film last year, that Arizona defense was good, but he certainly was not making the amount of plays he was prior to that injury. Still top top half of the NFL starting safety? Yes, okay. he is. But, I mean, he was legitimately in the conversation for one of the best secondary players in of football before oh, he, he was his insane. knee there. He was insane. So uh, where could he go? I mean, the Jets, Todd Bowles drafted them. So you would have a Jamal Adams, Marcus May, Honey Badger triumphant with Tremaine Johnson. Because Honey Badger could play nickel. And they got the money. They got the money. All right, so that's... James Betchers is old D coordinator. So two former coaches, Giants and the Jets in New York. No doubt. That's pretty good. Um, Gun to your head. Gun to my head. Other teams. What do you want to say? What? Todd Bowles' granddaughter? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's it's exactly right. He does have a child with Todd Bowles' gr- daughter, right? It's Todd Bowles' daughter, right? Yeah, he Josh does. is going to confirm. I don't that. know if they're married. No, it's I know that he has a kid. I don't well, know if they're married. Well, that raises another right. question. Right? Do you want to play for your father-in-law? I know that's. Tough. I don't think so. I know. Chris Snead needs to call Chris Snead and say, "How did that work out with uh, Tom Coughlin?" Yeah, <laughs> think about it. Todd Bowles, uh, Tom Coughlin being your father-in-law. Holy crap! Right? Yeah, he doesn't care. He's not going to show you any preference. Hey, Chris, treatment. great to- Todd Bowles' daughter. 
It, yeah. is, it is his daughter, right? I don't know if they're married or if they... They're not. They're not. Um, but either way, that makes sense to me. All right, well, hold on. Let's, so, so those two teams make sense. Definitely. I want to move to the Jets. Yeah. Because their quarterback situation, they were going to be in the Kirk Cousins. But now they end up with Josh McCown, one year, $10 million. Teddy Bridgewater, one year, up to $15 million. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the rest of the team. What do you think the Jets are planning to do at quarterback? This isn't the end. I don't think so. Are they so? drafting a quarterback at six? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are doing right now. I really don't. I, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of parts of Teddy Bridgewater's contract that it prevents the team, it protects the team. Yes. That if he does well, great. If not, it's not that much. He has to hit a lot of qualifiers. So it, from my point yeah, of so view. Yeah, so what's the base value of it? I got to look at it. I think it, it was too. in the sixes or sevens. It was in there. But in I'm that pretty sure that it lo- in my mind, it looks like they're going, maybe Teddy's the guy. If not, Josh gets us through. Right. But the whole time I still thought they were going to take a quarterback at six. And I don't know if that totally takes them out of that conversation altogether, but I know there was people in that organization that were completely fine with Josh McCown coming back and being the holdover guy for whoever they pick at number six and when that time comes. That's what some people in the organization thought was going to happen is what you're saying. Yes, right. And now are they confused too? I think so. And I'm confused too. And, you know, at number six... They're in. They're in danger zone too. Who yeah, knows? But they're still going to get one of. The they're going to get four. one of them, but they top might five. not be one of the ones they want. Right. I mean, if they get stuck with quarterback number four or five on their draft board, they might go, "Damn, we're not going to take him at pick number six, and we yeah. don't. We don't like this guy here, and we don't want him to be our quarterback." Interesting. Now, if the guy that fell to them there, so I, I think they have options here. Uh, I know. I want to look at the. Um, what do you Teddy for? I want to look at the Teddy Bridgewater details because I think that's going to be. For you. They also signed Isaiah Crowell and they get Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, coupling up Tremaine with Jamal Adams and Marcus May. What kind of a secondary are we going to see in New York next season? Uh, as good as it, as good as it gets. I mean, Tremaine Johnson. You know, I love him. Uh, is he like your perfect island corner? Uh, listen, he's a really big guy that uh, the change of direction stuff. It might not be on par with some of the other top corners in football, but it's really close. The thing I like about him is I do think it's pretty good for a guy his size. His size, his strength, his ability to turn and run are all top notch to me. I was told that I think the Jets were trying to get Malcolm Butler. And, and Tremaine, Tremaine Johnson, so right. it would have been Butler Johnson, and then those two young safeties. Yes, right. So, uh, go ahead. It's five million in base for Teddy, but he can make up to fifteen million. So five million in base it to ain't Teddy. Nothing. It is, and nothing. I bet you that extra ten million is about playing time, awards, so getting the to the playoffs. So the quarterback that fell off to him ended up being there. If they, if they, so let's just say, let's just throw a name out there and say Josh Allen. They want Josh sure. Allen. He ends up being there at number six somehow. Uh, Teddy could be in trouble. I mean, he might for just five million dollars. Yeah, that he ain't might. nothing. He might be just third string, five million, or they might just go. Especially when you factor in the Jets. The Jets came in with the second most cap space, so they can afford to they cut can. him if it doesn't they work. They can, but I, I find that unlikely. I think they keep him around nonetheless. AJ McCarron, yeah. to the Bills, two years, ten million, six point five possible in bonuses. So they got him on the cheap, right? Does he fit what they wanted to do in Buffalo? We talked about how Sam Bradford fit that. Yeah, about McCarron. He does because uh, again, connect the dots. Like Brian Dayball, New England guy, came from Alabama. Oh, AJ McCarron's from Alabama, so mm. he's that type of system guy. They're going to trust him because he's a saving guy. New Is he England starting next year. Uh, no, not Depending definitely on if they move up. To I trade. think in, right to me the way that contract set up, they are definitely moving up the trade. They are taking a quarterback. That to me is hands down. There's no way everything screams. 
average quarterback there. So I love what Sean McDermott did last year. I love what yes, he's doing now. I agree. They came in with a plan, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're doing the Eagles' plan. They got the defense a little bit sorted out, offense a little bit more focused. Now they're going to move up, just like the Eagles did, to probably take a quarterback. I just trust Sean McDermott. Yep. I said it last year before the yeah. year when he was talking about competition and no bullshit, and right. it actually worked during the year. I got faith in that guy. Uh, you should. He's got a plan, and he's going to hold his team, and he does. He, he's got a good eye for talent, and he knows what he wants for his football team. It's funny that two assistants under Andy Reid that got a lot of shit, Doug Peterson and Sean McDermott, when they were like OCs and DCs right. for Philadelphia, are now seemingly having success as head coaches. Under that Reed uh, coaching tree, yeah, which I think is a Holmgren coaching it tree. It is. It's the Holmgren tree, uh, which they also, is really the Bill Walsh tree. So, so Bills, remember, they, they got rid of, uh, what's his name, that went to the Jaguars? The Darius. Bill, right. Well, they get star Lutalele, and they re-sign Kyle Williams. Yeah, that defense signings. will be good again. Yes, they needed size in the middle. That's their number one issue, and I, I still think they're probably going to need another player or two with size in the middle, though. That's why their run defense was a concern. I mean, we talked about it during the end of the season, remember? I mean, I think Kyle Williams was the only 300-pounder they had on their roster until they called up one one guy, you know, from the practice squad, yes. but basically like the biggest guy in the D line was two ninety five, and then they want to one they they wonder why the New Orleans Saints ran for three hundred yards on them. Right. So this was a huge move. He drafted Lota Lele. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Lele, I mean, it's going to be a perfect scheme fit and exactly what they needed. I'm out. Have a great podcast. That was it? Let's try and keep this under two and a half hours. Is that cool? Perfect. Thank you. Cool. Uh, Let's go then to our favorite coach in the NFL, Kyle Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. And the 49ers, who had the fifth most cap, uh, they make Weston Richburg a very rich man, paying him $47.5 million, $28.5 guaranteed. Uh, And then they go out there and they pay $7.5 million a year for Jarek McKinnon. Right. These two guys... You know Kyle better than anybody. Yeah. Do they fit the scheme? Richburg in the middle? Is he playing center or guard? Yeah. And then Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, I know. Richburg's playing center. Richburg, I think it, Kyle values the center position Over too Kilgore, much. Over Kilgore, who they just gave a new extension Yeah, I think to. Kilgore will be the guard, swing, backup, center, whatever they got to do there. That's what I would look at that as. Uh, I know, I think I told you, I mean, I knew these were the two guys. Kyle had told me, like, this was the two guys. You was, guys spoke on the phone, and he was very excited about these two he guys. He was, I could tell. I kept my mouth you shut. You did. I'm impressed. Thank you. But yes, I, I, he had told me that he was willing to even overpay for those two. Why Weston Richburg? What well, did he say about him? Well, Weston Richburg, I think he just, when you watch him, you, you're going to be so impressed with his athleticism. I mean, that's the really the big thing. For him to make some of the blocks that Kyle needs in his zone Shanahan scheme, uh, it's a lot of pressure. And then when you really look at Kyle, through his career, he's had really good center play. I was going to say, how does Weston Richburg at this point compare to an Alex Mack, who he had so much success with in Atlanta? He's more athletic than Alex Mack. He's not I don't think is strong at the point of attack as okay. Alex Mack. Like Alex Mack, that's the one thing that just he gets it done. Like with like, yeah, Fletcher Cox can be over him, and he might be like blocking him with his back and his shoulder and turned he around. But Fletcher Cox isn't going to make the tackle. But yes. Weston is the kind of guy where he could pull a center and with really like get a, that guy more moving. of a Travis Kelsey kind of guy, but with maybe a little more meat in his ass. Why is Jarek McKinnon a better fit for that offense than Carlos Hyde? I think the pass game stuff is really the biggest thing that I, I would imagine. I didn't get into like the specifics about yeah. what he said. He told me, he goes, yeah, I really like Jarek McKinnon. I said, yeah, he'd be perfect on your offense. And he was like, yeah, I think so too. Because Kyle, those type of running backs, again, I think are you got to almost look at them like slash slot receivers. That's how he can use them coming out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, McKinnon's him just, and, and Juicy J, Kyle Juicy out of the backfield now. 
Right. It's, You're going to have to worry about bootlegs, option routes with either one of them coming yeah. out against linebackers, all those things. We talked about it last, like, you know, I mean, what's the point of acquiring receivers right now against going against the Rams with Tlaib and Peters? Get tight ends and running backs and just work the middle of the field then because mm. you're not going to win on outside. Quarterbacks are not going to feel comfortable about that. And you that. have Goodwin who can hold them deep. Exactly. I think right. a lot so, of Niners fans wanted another wide receiver. Yeah. But I don't think it was there, Niners. Just be patient. Be patient. Sammy yeah, Watkins, Sammy Watkins $48 million is, was not worth it to me. And I think that's Kyle kind of had that same feeling. And Allen Robinson, the price he demanded too, I mean, he's worth that when he's healthy, but he's coming off an ACL injury, and I don't think that's necessarily Kyle's kind of scheme fit type of guy. Let's salute two guys that are hanging him up. Joe Thomas Joey and Paul T. Puzlozny Man. are officially retiring. And I want to say to both of these guys, I get it. Yeah. Your body's talking to you right now. I, It sucks yeah. that Jaguars and Browns, for both of these guys' career, have been bottom-of-the-barrel bums. And then right when they're about to like start making moves, definitely the Jaguars – they got to call it quits. All I know. I know is it was really fun talking to Joe Thomas when he came on our podcast. Yeah. I know that him and Hawk are going to do great with the Tomahawk podcast. Right. Paul Puzlesny is one of just the realest dude. He'll probably get into coaching. He could, or TV, because he does that is a little he? too, and he's Johnny Handsome. I mean, he's like, is he? oh my gosh, he's Johnny Does he GQ. have a Josh McCown chin? Without a doubt. Like, like chis- one of those chins that makes you feel less of a man because his chin is he's so big? He's chiseled. He's like, he is. He's like he's like male model, blue steel. Paul Puzlesny. Yes, he is. He really Penn is. Penn State I'm, double P. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, he has that tone. So I wouldn't be shocked if we saw I mean, both of them in the TV business at some point. Joe Thomas... Is such an awesome guy Famer? to be around. Yes, Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say he's first ballot, but he is a Hall of Famer for sure. And the thing that I really appreciate about Joe Thomas more than anything is he was he danced a very fine line of being very honest and kind of being the team spokesman without ever overdoing it or yeah. being a distraction. Yes. And when I was in even like production meetings with him when I was covering games on CBS and stuff, Joe Thomas when they'd always go who do you want to talk to? He was the first guy I was going to ask cuz I knew I was going to get useful information out of Joe right. Thomas. I was going to ask him about players on his own team and he was going to give me, you know, I mean, I don't know if you could say I'd rather you didn't say this on TV, but I mean, this is our best linebacker. And right. I could go, yeah, okay, okay, good. He can give you a little ink of what's going on behind the scene, which I really appreciated. And, of course, he was an amazing player. Uh, to the Browns, though, they added Chris Hubbard from the Steelers, an offensive lineman. Nice. They get Donald Stevenson as well. Nice. They get a defensive lineman in Chris Smith. They get a safety in TJ Carey. And they also, speaking of the Niners, get Carlos Hyde. Getting Carlos Hyde I with think Duke so. Johnson, does this take them out of drafting Saquon at number one? I do think it does. Damn. I know. I know. That means the Giants are going to have Saquon. Why? Why? Cox is going to be running after Saquon. Why go? Bye-bye, Saquon. Why do you think they went Carlos Hyde here? I'm guessing the devalue of the running back position, and they just felt like we got other things that we would rather put our resources to in the draft, and we'll go Carlos Hyde, who can do a little bit of everything, and we have Duke Johnson to be the pass catcher out of the backfield. Right. I just think that's, at the end of the day, it's the only way I can justify Carlos it. Carlos Hyde's a Buckeye. He wanted to come home to Cleveland, to Ohio. It's another angle, certainly. Do you like that, though? Should they have gone Saquon over Carlos Hyde? Is this something they're going to regret? I think they might. Damn. I, I mean, I'd have a hard time passing up Saquon. I, I'm telling you. I'm just telling <laughs> you. Damn. Uh, you're just like, man. It's like it's like a, you, you talk about him like a lost <laughs> love. You're like, I was 14 and she was my age and... 
I've never felt that again. I in mean, my life. Penn State did not block for this kid, and when they did, so you think, now you think the Giants are going to go Saquon? I, I, I just, I don't know how you can pass them up. I don't know how you could do it. I know that the Eagles have a Super Bowl ring, but knowing that I might be playing against Odell and Saquon Holy, on the same team, talk about strike! Like, what do you do? It's eleven on nine. That, that's the that's what I came away with more than anything on Penn State. Penn State's offense was good only because of one reason. Number twenty six was such a focal point, and every defense was so scared of him. He would come out of the backfield, and like safeties and linebackers would go run and cover him, and then there'd be a wide open receiver down the middle, and you'd be like, "Damn, how he get so open?" And you'd be like, "Well, shit, three guys went to co-cover Saquon because yeah. he does everything for them." Sims, let's talk about our favorite team in the NFL, the New York Giants. No, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yes, they are. They are our favorite team they in the are. NFL. I know, uh, and it's funny because last week we talked about GM David Caldwell. Having that one quote saying, I haven't made life easier for Blake Bortles, Which and we nice, scoffed at it. nice for him. It He's was nice to, to protect up. your quarterback right. at the same point you talked about all the draft picks and the wide receivers and all right. that stuff. Right. Well... He's doing stuff for Blake Bortles. <laughs> they go from Indy and they get Dante Moncrief. They re-sign Marcus Lee. They pay Andrew Norwell $66.5 million with 30 guaranteed to play guard. Mm. They also go and they get Niles Paul at tight end. And there are rumors right now that they're talking to Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh. So you, you mix that in with what they have with Leonard Fournette. It's going to be an interesting year watching Bortles because he's going to have the offensive mind and the weapons and a good offensive line in front of him. If Blake Bortles was your quarterback and if he was my quarterback, which I would not want him to be, but if he was, this is the way you build the team around him. They're going to run the ball. Yes. They're going to run bootlegs. Dante Moncrief can go up and catch jump balls. Niles Paul is a really good athletic tight end, which is going to help the bootleg game again. Who because got a lot of time because Jordan down, Reed was hurt. The yep. flat, right, all that kind of stuff. Exactly right. You get an Austin Safarian Jenkins. You with keep it, same Marcus thing. Lee, so it's familiarity, and he's great across the middle on the rollout. Exactly they right. Built a phenomenal. Marcus offense. Lee is a good player. He I know. really is, yes. I love that they're going for a Super Bowl. I do, too. They they think that they're in their window. They're spending a little bit right now. Yep. I'm a little bit worried that they're not you know, locking up some of these defensive guys long term. But they're trying to win a Super Bowl next year. They need to. This and is I it. appreciate that. I, I agree. This Not is every the, team goes for a Super Bowl. No, this is their two-year window. It's this year and next year. I mean, it's it's prime. Now, maybe they do it after that. That certainly could happen. But I'm just saying the way their team is set up right now, like we said, and you, we know, and we, we've just waxed poetically about them the whole year, they're the most fun, physically gifted team to watch in football. No matter how ugly the game is, I love it. I love watching them play. Yeah. It's like watching the Legion of Boom, and it's prime to me. It's, it feels like that. That's what it is. It's just like, hey, we're out here, we do this, and we're going to kick your ass because we're so good at this, so I don't even care if you know. We're yeah. running right here with Leonard Burnett. Tackle him! Well, in addition to being like the quarterback guru in all of your rankings, next year, talking about Blake Bortles, will be one of the most interesting things I think we've ever experienced. Probably, yes. We are going to be at the epicenter of that. Mm-hmm. And look, we're rooting. I hope Blake Bortles may, becomes the 50th best quarterback in the NFL. Like, I really do. <laughs> I but he you. has the team around him right now. He does. All right, let's go to the most interesting signings. And this is the category that I call offensive masters get weapons. First one, mm-hmm. Matt Nagy becomes the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and here is who he added. Wide receiver, Allen Robinson. Wide receiver from Atlanta. The speedster that Kyle used, Taylor Gabriel. Yep. And the tight end from the Eagles that threw the touchdown on the Philly special to Carson Wentz, Trey Burton. Yeah. Trey Burton, 
I found a video from two years ago in the preseason, and you said he's a young Jordan Reed. So that's who they add there with big old Adam Shaheen. Yeah. So you have a two tight end set. Right. You have Taylor Gabriel to take the top off, Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen, and Jordan Howard. And maybe Kevin White. And maybe, I forgot about Kevin <laughs> I know, right? right? Oh my God. It's crazy. With Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. What are you excited about with Matt Nagy and these weapons? I just think it's a it's the again it, he's building the offense the way he should for what he wants to do with his scheme and Trubisky, who's a more gifted version of an Alex Smith, right? He's faster, he's got a bigger arm, he's more aggressive in his decision making in the pocket. Yeah, Burton can be shovel pass Travis Kelsey. Oh, lead block from us time to time. Line up at slot receiver and beat people man to man. And then you got Allen Robinson on the outside. Yeah, what do you what are what are healthy expectations? for you, for Allen Robinson. I I still think the fact that he got hurt in week one last year, he's going to be very close to being his total self. You know, I, I always say year two is always the year you get there, but he is like a guy I look at a week one. He can be around 90, 95%. Mm. He's never been someone that's just going to absolutely burn by you with speed, but he's a really good route runner. He has tremendous ability to go up and get the ball in 50 50 balls. Uh, and he's also a big body to where you could throw the ball over the middle of him. So he can do a little bit of everything in the pass game. Does he project to be better than Alshon? Yes, like, as like as an overall player. Yes, I do. I think he's a better. He's not, of course, not as big, but yeah, I think he is. When he is healthy, he is a better all around player than Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, really, from all facets, other than just the size factor. And then you said it, like with Taylor Gabriel, you know, he's their poor man's Tyree Kill. Hey. The safeties, the corners, they're all going to back the hell off when they see him in a tight split. They're going to go, damn, and he's going to run them deep down the middle, and then it's going to be Trey Burton wide open over the middle for You expected 20. a big year for Mitchell in that offense? I do. I, I think people, you know, just the people I've talked Chicago has to back off Mitchell Trubisky. They're a little critical of him when I talk to, like, radio people there oh. and everything. Man, it's the least talented offense in football last year. So, I don't know. Oh, sorry. It's time to break in. <laughs> we got breaking news here. Former Bears guard Josh, Josh Sitton, Sitton is going for a two-year deal to who, Chris? The New York this, Giants. This, nope. Okay. We've literally been playing this for the last two days. It's fine. <laughs> He's going to the Miami Dolphins. Ah. So he is apparently going to be on that offensive line now. But Josh Sitton in that gay scheme, who do you think? He'll, I mean, Sitton's still a good player. He's Ooh, not that, great. That you're not that high on well, him. no, it's it's coming. He's going like this. He's on the on the falling down part of his gotcha. career now. You know, in Chicago, he was expendable there. Chicago's got a great offensive line when they're healthy. I mean, he was only brought there because they got a bunch of people hurt. Remember two years ago, and they had to Willis get him in. Grasso and all right. that. Yeah, you know, they still got Kyle Long. Yep. they got the kid. The kid they drafted out of Kansas State, to, uh, Whitehead, yes. or, right? Was that his name? White hair. Cody white hair. White right. Hair. Cody White hair. Exactly right. How could you forget that? Yeah. Man? So they have. <laughs> yeah, I'm white hair. But yeah. Um, this is funny. I didn't even mean to do them. this. We're, we're going to talk about the Dolphins yeah. now. So the Dolphins let Jarvis Landry go, right. and they bring in slot wide receiver Supremes. Albert Wilson, Danny Amendola, and they pretty much paid those two guys about what Jarvis Landry is, would make. Right. Uh, now they bring in Josh Sitton, and they obviously cut Indomitian Sue. But that offense, with Kenny Stills, Amendola, and Albert Wilson, 
I mean, Devontae Parker and Devontae Parker, but that bunch formation of those three slot receivers, Adam Gase. I mean, that's what he was doing with Sanders and all those guys in Denver. Exactly right, Wes Welker. Yeah, Gase is like Gase is the start of that next level of guys. We like when you talked about the 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 like the Mount Rushmore of offensive coordinators, yes. right? McDaniel's. He's Mc, in that next tier. He's that next tier. He is. He's that next group of with guys. Nagy, really? Right. Just where you this go. is in my offensive masters getting weapons. Yeah, category. and that's that's what he is. He really is. So. So, yeah, he is building something there, and I think again, it, it's it's more about the culture too. He's trying to get guys that he likes and he thinks that are going to fit the way he wants to coach the football team. He is a tough ass. I've said that to you. Yes, and you know, dealing with a Jarvis Landry contract situation and Sue and all that, I uh, probably stepped on really the way he wants to act as a team player altogether. But that's a good signing by them. I mean, they do need help at the guard position. That's been an issue. You like that wide receiver core, though? I do. Albert Wilson is not going to be as good as Jarvis Landry after the catch, but he's going to, they're going to be able to do more with him. Really? Some, yes. Jarvis, when you play, when Albert Wilson gets people to play him man-to-man, he has more ability to run by them than Jarvis Landry does. Now, he's a true slot receiver, just like Landry. Uh, but no, he's a good player. He's going to be perfect the way they got to mix up. The true up. thing about the Dolphins, my man, Devontae Parker. Yes. I love this kid. He is what's going to determine how big that offense it is. is because he's the guy that makes the big play. Him. All those dudes are going to keep the the offense clicking down the field. I still like their running backs. People are sleeping on Kenyon Drake yes, and Williams. Right. Kenyon Drake's going to be a big. Kenyon, he was amazing. He the was last amazing. Few games you just want to make make sure he keeps climbing the ladder here year by year. The other offensive master getting weapons: the Chiefs, right? Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Their offense now reads. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Sammy freaking Watkins on the outside getting $30 million guaranteed. They also got Anthony Hitchens, which we love at awesome. linebacker. Awesome. But that offense, it reminds me of when Andy had the 2010 Eagles, when he had Vic, LaShawn McCoy, Jeremy Macklin, and Deshaun Jackson, and a young Zach Ertz. Right. I look at this team, Kelsey is the Ertz, Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. That's going to be Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, and then Kareem Hunt back there. What do you think about this Chiefs offense and Patrick mother effing Mahomes right Mahomes who can I just look at the Chiefs and I go Sammy you go on that side Tyreek you go on that side Patrick can out throw both of you just run if either of you get open great if not Kelsey's across the middle and I got Kareem Hunt in the backfield right I don't know how you defend that offense no. D'Anthony Tom- D- D'Anthony Thomas a slot receiver how whatever do you, you defend that offense you're exactly right no it's it was it's the perfect type of player. Do I think they overpaid for Sammy Watkins a little? Yes, I do. I mean, that's that was a lot of money. He's being paid like he's one of the five best receivers in football. I don't believe he's that, but that's cool. Whatever. He does fit a specific role for their team and what they need. I, you know, you said like the Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. Man, I'd take these two over that that two. Really? I would, yes. Because Sammy, I mean, the one thing he can still do is he still can run by he can run by people. He's not like as fast as he was coming out of Clemson. I I think that's part of the reason he got paid, really, is people are still hoping to see the guy they saw at Clemson, but we're like three lower leg injuries after that now. I don't know if that's coming back. I mean, but, but with him and yeah. Tyreek, like you you said you said it. You're right. That's that's what you do. I would just say go. 
They're going to put them on the outside, and they're going to put teams in a predicament. And I go, think the okay. Chiefs are going to try and outscore teams next year, like forty-five to thirty-five. I would not be shocked, man. I'm a, they're definitely one of the teams I'm most excited to watch just be unveiled. This That's year. all my and, the offensive masters getting weapons. And right. Hitchens is a great signing at middle linebacker. They they've been doing Derek Johnson wrong for too long. Yeah, they need help in the middle. Yeah. Now this is my Patriots players going elsewhere, oh. and you have a theory. Mm-hmm. Your theory about Patriots players leaving. Why is there seemingly an exit, and we never see an exodus of this level? Yeah, you know, I, my my biggest theory is I just think a lot of the guys up there uh, probably – listen, I know this a little bit. They feel underappreciated. They feel undervalued. They're sick of like, oh, I'll sign back with the Patriots because I know we're going to win and we're going to get playoff checks and we're going to get notoriety and I can be a part of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, okay. But at some point you got to get paid and you got to turn down you can't turn down the money in, in the business of football for a player that the careers are so short. Yes. So I'm sure they lowballed Deion Lewis. I'm well, let's, sure Let's yeah, talk about ahead. the Titans. Go. So the Titans get two yeah. and remember their coach is Mike Vrabel. Right. And their GM is John Robinson. And their OC is Matt LaFleur who's from the McVay Shanahan offense, so they need a running back that can come out. And, I was just saying that yeah. Vrabel and John Robinson yes. both come from the Patriots, yes. so they know those guys and those guys clearly felt comfortable. Right. Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler. Apparently, he wasn't too much of an issue in the Super Bowl if he's getting five from 61 with 30 million guaranteed. I mean, you know, they got the story. I mean, you know, John Robinson or Vrabel heard what happened. They found out. So they obviously weren't that disgruntled about it to go. It's becoming more and more an ego play by Belichick. And it's the rare time that he lets that happen. Or is he really just doesn't care and he's protecting Malcolm Butler? Maybe Malcolm Butler really did something wrong. You're right. I don't want to it. So we don't know. But Malcolm Butler joins Logan Ryan back there. So now you have like an all Patriots secondary. And they've needed secondary help for a and long time. And Dory Jackson. And, ooh. and Kevin Bayard, who yes, was a, awesome last year. year right? But I do like the pairing of Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry as well. Yes. I saw some people on PFF saying that Deion Lewis is an every down back. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. He's just a good partnership. Yes. In the NFL, how can people not realize that the Eagles had four running backs in the Super Bowl? Right. The Patriots had four running backs in the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, like, we see James White in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. We don't even see him for the next nine games after yeah. that in the regular season. So, yes, you're right. the Eagles. Ajayi, Corey Clemens, LeGarrett Blunt. They Then they still have, uh, what's his name? A few other guys. I don't but know. whatever. It's it's an important part. What do you think about the Titans, though? Their moves. Their moves. They want to make moves in the playoffs, Chris. Sims. Well, I mean, you got to play Deshaun Watson and the Jaguars, and Andrew Luck's coming back, and now they got those three guys at corner: Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, and Dory Jackson. That's it's it's phenomenal. And then you know, if Corey Davis can pan out on offense for them, him with Delaney Walker, and now with Deion Lewis to add to that, you know, again, Matt Lafleur's from the McVay Shanahan coaching school, who was led the Rams and receiving this year. Todd Gurley out of the backfield. This is what they're going to use Deion Lewis for. It's just why Shanahan signed Jarek McKinnon. So you're going to see a lot of those same type of things. Speaking of Patriots players going somewhere else, maybe the biggest one, Mm -hmm. Nate Solder. Yes, Nate Solder leaves the Patriots, the left tackle. When you really look at the Patriots over the years, Mm -hmm. whether it was Matt Light, they've always uh, uh, Sebastian Vollmer and and Solder, they've always had a left tackle or a good tackle. The big German and the big Russian. That's what I used to call them. Well, he goes to the Giants, four years, $62 million, 35 guaranteed. The, uh, and they also signed Jonathan Stewart. But yeah. Nate Solder, you said part of the reason we thought we'd stay with the Patriots is his son or his child has an illness and they he's able to get off. One of the advantages of having a team in New York, 
It's the best hospitals. It's the best care you we can get. We said that, right? Didn't I we think say you that? did. Yeah, okay. He's clearly able to come down here. They now think they can move Eric Flowers to right tackle. Right. But what is getting a guy like Solder change for the Giants? Well, I, I mean, again, he's a proven. They overpaid for Solder. Let's just talk about that. I do think Solder probably wanted to stay in New so England. So about fifteen and a half million a year, and then it's a two-year, pretty much a two-year contract. Yeah, I that. mean, they're paying him like he's one of the top tackles in football, which he's not. I he's just, not. No, he's not. He's oh, not I the, thought he was. No, he's not. He's not in the top ten either. So that, to me, is the thing. But the, what it tells me is the Giants missed out on Norwell, okay? Yes. So they probably said, man, we have money. And Solder, we haven't been able to dra- like find right. a tackle for and the last Solder five years. And probably was like, man, I want to stay in New England. So that probably forced them to maybe overpay him just a little bit. Right. But the number one thing it just tells me is they're going. the Giants are going all in on this year, too. They're going all in. They're not going to drop the quarterback is at number smart? two. Is that smart? I don't think it is, but they're they're in it now. I just With your 38th ranked quarterback Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean they so let the Mannings hold the team hostage. It sounds they, like that's what has happened to me. The Mannings and team, Corsi. When they go out there, right. they have a really good young tight end in Evan Ingram. Right. They're going to have Odell Beckham Jr. healthy right. if he plays with his contract situation. They draft Saquon Barkley. They now have Nate Solder at left tackle. They have a young Sterling Shepard out there too. Can they be good this year? Was it just injuries last year and Ben McAdoo's awful offense? Yeah, it's, it was injuries, bad offense, and then a quarterback that can't make plays to get the offense over the edge. So, so do you think Shermer and these signings can flip it? Yes, I do think it, they're really? definitely going to be a better offense. Yes, there's no question. Just from day one with Shermer being there. I mean, Shermer's going to give them an advantage. Shermer's going to make them tougher. He's going to give them a true downhill running scheme. You know, that's the one thing that annoys me a little bit about the whole giant. You know, up here in New York, that's all anybody Oh, the offensive line was the worst in football. No, it wasn't. I mean, Weston Richburg is the, one of the highest paid centers in the history of football. He's pretty freaking good. Eric Flowers wasn't bad last year. Right. He was definitely in the top half of football of t- left tackles. Yeah, a lot of people have already written his. I know, so they got to stop doing that. You know, Justin Pugh, when his injury situation gets off field out and teams feel better, they're going to get signed for it. So the offensive line wasn't as bad as people wanted to make it out to be. It was the system. It's the fact that Eli can't move and get out of the way. But Shermer's going to make a better job of making life easier on Eli Manning, too. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, the Giants, watch out for him, man. What are you saying right now? I just think the Giants are the Giants were have a playoff caliber roster. I mean, they do. They did last year, and now with James Betcher at D coordinator and Shermer, I just think they're one of those teams I look at and go. I mean, don't be shocked if they're right back in the playoffs, scaring the crap out of teams again. See that one on the Bleach Report app? I love when you use that nice button and you make news for us. It's so good. Uh, other big moves, obviously, the Packers. Yeah. Uh, they bring in Jimmy Graham. They get Mo Wilkerson on a one-year, $5 million deal. It feels like when Terrence Knighton signed with Washington for a one-year, $4 million, yeah. And we were expecting teams to overpay. And they also cut Jordy Nelson. Right. Bringing in Jimmy, letting go Jordy. Yeah. Let's start off with that. What right. do you think of that dynamic? Um, Jimmy, they needed to do that, okay, uh, as far as a tight end play. I, I just think with that offense, it's a it's a key part. It's not that creative. So they need somebody to stress that part of the field. We thought last year, before the year, we right. thought that uh, Martellus Bennett and then Adams. Right. What was his first name? Devante? No, no, no. The tight end. Oh, you're talking about Cook? Oh, wait, the tight end, Adams on oh, Green he, Bay? He ended up going to Cooks, Oakland. Yeah, he? went to Oakland. Right, Cooks, excuse right. me. But we thought with Martellus Bennett, we're like, oh, they could do some double tight end stuff yes, right now. Right. But Jimmy Graham is another level. Jimmy Graham's guys. another level. He's not going to block a whole lot. So, I mean, that's going to be the one negative about him. I mean, he's kind of just like 
get in your way kind of blocker. He's not going to collapse the side of the offensive line or a right. defensive line or anything like that. But yes, he's another level of a human being. Jimmy Graham is bigger than Rob Gronkowski. I don't. That, that's I, I, people got to realize. The first time I saw Jimmy Graham in person was when the Saints came up to scrimmage the, the New England Patriots, and I was working for the Patriots. And I just remember going, damn, I just did not realize he was this big. Like, he's every bit as tall, and he's actually a thicker, stronger man. Now, he doesn't play with the same physicality, but he's a mismatched nightmare for a quarterback who has been throwing to people that are never open anyways for the majority of his career, and now he has a guy that's six seven and can run and jump, and he's just going to throw balls. I don't, oh, you're covered? I'll put the ball in the corner pocket, and you'll catch it. Jordy Nelson. Yes, it was it's over. Hit, it's hitting people hard, man. I know. It's it's Roger. I mean, Rogers is upset. I, Fans are I upset. I get that, but I I can't justify nine million. You know, they saved nine million dollars. Jordy Nelson at this point is not worth nine million dollars to me. He's not. I, I, I again, is it stink to see him go? And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is not happy about it. But it's the best football de- decision for the Green Bay Packers. Jordy Nelson is no more in that top tier. He, he's almost, like I said, I think the Oakland Raiders are going to try to use him like a slot receiver almost. Mm. I don't think you can depend on him to just be the outside guy and win matchups all game long. That's not what he is. And, you know, so they have Randall Cobb with the same situation where they could save like $9 million if they want to get rid of Randall Cobb too, but he's younger and he has a little more value and he didn't just tear his ACL two years ago. So right. that's why they did it. Mo Wilkerson for $5 million. Yeah. How did that happen? Because he has to prove himself again. He has a horrible reputation in football. Really? Yes, he does. People are telling you that he's just not well-received. Yes. Well, yeah, because we heard all the off-the-field incidents, Yeah. right? Um, I've heard, I'm have heard. i not going to get into like the personal things I've heard about him, too. But, yeah, he's been unprofessional. He has, Ever since he signed his big contract with the Jets, he's not been the same guy. So he's getting a one-year $5 million. Prove to us that you can be a professional and a player once again being reunited with Mike Pettin, who was with him before mm. in the Rex Ryan days. So he's a great system fit. Just hope he can be the guy that we're used to seeing. In Dominican Sue. Now let's get to the guys that are still out there, and obviously this can change when the podcast comes out. But in Dominican Sue, what are you hearing about suitors for him right now? I, everybody. I mean, everybody. I told, I told you before we started, I made calls to a few people about the Sue thing just to hear uh, – Everybody's trying to reevaluate their roster and see if they can fit him in. I mean, not everybody. And that's why but I'm, I'm seeing like restructurings all over the league I, for stars. I think it, you're going to continue really? to see that. Or teams are definitely going to be considering this because, yes. He's a defense changer. He's a defense changer. Still. Yes, he is. He's not in the class of Donald or Cox. But, yeah, but that's the top two. That's so the top he's two. three. Yeah, he's he's three, four, five, right. whatever it is. got to look at the whole of my yeah, list of D tackles. We get you in the list. It's bad. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I mean, okay, the Browns, I could see that happening, right? I mean, it certainly could. The Jets could do it if they wanted to. The Colts have a ton of money. They could use yes. interior D linemen. You know, I, the New Orleans Saints thing is real. I know that's real. Wow. They would love them. The Seattle Seahawks, I think, are dangling with the idea as well. But I think there's a number of teams out there that are all looking at their roster going, how can we fit him in? Teams that are on the, the Redskins. cusp. Teams that are on the cusp that he would put them over the top. Of all the teams you said. Okay. Yeah, out of all the teams I said. Let me pull up the teams. Um, 
Whew. Like him next to Miles Garrett in Cleveland is special. Him on the Saints and how they're already knocking on the door is special. Yes. Where do you th- where do you think is the best? I mean, impact? if the Cowboys can find a way to use him, he's a Cowboy kid. The Cowboys love Renegades. I mean, him, him, Tyra, him, David Irving, and and Demarcus Lawrence on the D line. Yeah, wow. good luck with uh, you know, what's his name? The other Tyrone Crawford. Holy crap! I mean, yeah. that'll be the all look team when so they. So wherever out Sue goes, it's a huge bump. It's definitely a bump. Yes, he his issue is the huge price tag, and he's not the best leader. He can be a little bit disgruntled at times. He doesn't train there in the offseason, and that's not what teams want as their highest highest player on team. Right. You You need a leadership. They want leaders. They gotta have a leader. It sets a bad example to the rest of the team to go, hey, here's our highest paid guy. You can go do whatever the fuck you want now. See you later. We'll see you next season. See ya. Well, another guy, uh, Sheldon Richardson. Right. Where do you think Sheldon's being interested? Sheldon's Life will be dictated by Ndamukong Sue. Everybody's going to try oh, to make so Ndamukong Sue Cousins, work. Case Keenum. They're going to make... Everybody's going to try to go first to go, how can I make Ndamukong Sue work? And mm. then if they can't, they're going to go, okay, Sheldon Richardson's the next guy on the list. The, I got to believe, and I've heard this a little, I don't know this for sure, I got to believe he's probably asking for too much money. That's why he's still in the market. He's not, I think, as good as he thinks he is. Um, I still think Sheldon Richardson, there's a chance he goes back to Seattle. I think the number one place he goes to, though, is the New York Jets. Back? I think so. So they're going to trade, get Jermaine Curse, and then bring him back to the Jets? I think so. I think they have the money to do it. He fits that scheme and what Todd Bowles likes, like an athletic defensive tackle type who could do everything. Don't forget, for Todd Bowles, he played outside linebacker two years ago. Remember when they had a bunch of injuries? Holy crap. Right, he was a 285-pound outside linebacker. Um, so when he has his head on straight, he can be special. One last guy that I want to talk about, because I heard some stories about our friend Justin Pugh and how he cares more about barstool than he does about football. I want to tell you Not that... Not even Bleacher Report? I mean, it's Barstool? Huh? Well, what the fuck, Justin he, When he got drafted, he had a video that went on Barstool and right. all that stuff. But we know Justin. Yeah. That is not the case at all. I don't, that to me sounds like when you let somebody go and you want a new story to get out there right. so that it makes it look better on you NFL guys. NFL propaganda. This dude lives... This dude like is just watching film all the time, studying schemes. He loves it. I he can tell he it. does it. I know. Yes. I've been around him twice a month. Remember, life. he came in here. We're like, wow, you actually know the league. He does. He pays attention. All right. So this is what happens in the NFL. Okay. This is because I was thinking about this on the way on the train ride in today. This is what happens. I mean, it's it's this fickle at time with NFL coaches, Adam. And especially if you're a first-round pick that maybe they don't think you've lived up to what you should be mm. as the first-round pick. Mm. I mean, it could literally be this fickle, though. Just just hear me out. You could He could have one bad game, and that week of preparation during that bad game, somebody might have walked in the all-line room before a meeting started, and he was looking at Barstool, one of the coaches. Like one time. And they will dictate the rest of his life from now three, three seconds. That'll be his whole life. I mean, I have coaches to me that talk to me about things I did like in high school sometimes. And I remember be, that one time you you're threw a chip judge at somebody? me about yeah. something I said or did when I was 17, and you think I'm the same person at 37? And yes, it can be that fickle. It huh. can, really can be. Like, oh, uh, you know, we were playing the Redskins that week, and I saw him p- watching Barstool five minutes before the meeting, and then he didn't play good this week. That was the reason. He's, he's Causation. Not he's not focused. Man. I mean, it's the shit that happens. It really does. I mean, I've had it happen to me. I got labeled, at, I know by some teams coming out of Texas, that I was, the, I was I'm a little bit of a party boy. I mean, my friends at Texas thought I was the biggest freaking nerd in the world because I could never, I would never go out and party. 
I mean, but like your sophomore year, you got drunk one time. And, I was on, and an I was on coach. Sixth Street one time in my four years, and I know I was on there a lot more than that. But I was not an out of control party. But that's how it gets started. It all it takes is one guy to hear one thing. Oh, and I didn't really like him on film or Man. whatever. And I'm gonna make that my story. Uh, I'm but, just gonna end by saying, hey, how about the Eagles? I did not expect them to re-sign Nigel Bradham. That's incredible. The Haloti Nada thing is a possibility, it's, but it's, it's not, not official it's yet. It's not right? official yet. Right. But the fact that they re-signed Nigel Bradham, I thought that was a foregone conclusion. He was gone. I didn't think. They could. I'm glad they let Patrick Robinson go. Where did he end up? New Orleans Saints. Back in New Orleans. Did he really? Yes. But Where I think that was a smart, first smart move. So many moves happened before free agency even started this year. Yeah. Do you think it helped or hurt the NFL? Like I had this talk with like Florio a little bit, right? Like. We get excited for all oh, the start of free agency, but we knew everything by Tuesday, 24 yeah, hours before free agency. So then why don't we just realize this and enjoy Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and just in our heads know that that's free agency now? Like, were you at four? We, at four o'clock, we were in the in a taxi going to the airport. People weren't like, three, two, yeah. one. It's the dates only matter to the accountants. Whenever the moves start happening, I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. I don't care if it ha- it's not it's not like the New Year's ball drop actually happened on December 28th. And we're sitting here like kind of ruin that whole calendar change. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, no, no, it's not horrible either. I'm just wondering from the NFL perspective, are they botching it the way they do it? It's only the only people it messes up are the television networks that have live wall to wall coverage starting Wednesday at four. They're the ones that it screws up. Well, that's going to play of- into the NFL. I think that's going to play in the NFL, you know, because again, everybody's excited for it, but yet all I hear is, "Oh, it was a lackluster first day of free agency." No, because nah. it was an amazing twenty-four hours before free agency. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I've, the one thing I've learned from being at the Levitard show is most of the people are dumb. <laughs> that's what I think I've got. All right, guys, that is it. I we got a ton of stuff in there. Holy crap, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was our recap of free agency thus far. There are still a few stars out there. Uh, as always, thank you for watching on the BR channel. Uh, for everyone that is still paying attention to my channel, I'm going to keep posting things so you can get notified. As always, hit us up on social at Sims and Lefko. For Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick would say good, good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E man says good night. Love y'all. Hope your team made the moves you like. And we'll holler at you soon. <laughs>